0: the rich Eisen show ah yes welcome hour number two of the rich Eisen show great chat with tom Pelissero moments ago um, about the current state of affairs of the odell beckham jr uh sweepstakes not much of a sweepstakes right now um and the the way that he described it was fascinating to me because we're all just assuming that odell can just get out there on the field and run around and start right now and get in somebody's house and somebody's building and give give him a few snaps and get up to speed and by the time they hit the playoffs he'll be fully functional and dynamic in other words we thought this thing would play out just like last year with the Rams. the difference between last year and this year is last year he was just overcoming the browns this year he's overcoming a knee injury quite frankly and he starts showing up or he was overcoming his relationship with Baker Mayfield. I mean, how, would, how about this? If you had told us last year at this very point entering week 14 that Baker Mayfield would be there with the Rams, but Odell wouldn't be. <laughs> right? That's pretty shocking. That Baker Mayfield on this night. Yeah, that would be pretty shocking. On this night of week 14's Thursday Night Football kickoff, Baker Mayfield could very well be the starting quarterback of the los angeles rams on amazon prime's coverage that would include lebron james having a shop version of a simulcast with odell beckham jr as a guest so hey folks uh at the shop two things i mean there's some journalism to be conducted tonight Mm -hmm. we got to find out what is going on with odell okay what is going on is he these are the things i want to know from odell tonight How quickly can he get out there? And is he upset that the Cowboys are talking about it? Is that a deal breaker? Because the Cowboys are talking about it. The Giants are like, great visit. We had Sean McDermott on this week, and he's like, yeah, great visit. And I asked him point blank, hey, are, are you concerned about not having a guy out on the field and you're signing him? And he just talked in generalities, of course, but... Jerry went on his radio show and he's like, absolutely, I've got a problem. And then Ed Werner's tweeting out about how we're, they, they, this is more of a 2023 issue. And Micah Parsons saying, hey, you know, he told me he's not going to be ready for five weeks. You I mean, take a look at the Cowboys' schedule. If he's not ready for five weeks, the Dallas Cowboys' next five games are this very week against Houston at Jacksonville home for Philadelphia, at Tennessee, at Washington. They would finish the season without him. And it would be if they don't somehow, some way, get that bye week, and I don't think they will. They're two games behind the team that's already beaten them. It, you know, if they don't get that bye, the next week it'll be Odell's debut. In and the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah, and by the way, not good. the same thing goes for whoever he signs with. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills, their next five games. The difference between the Cowboys and the Bills is the Bills are entering the final five games of the season as the one seed in the AFC. And Odell wouldn't be able to get out there. So maybe, just maybe, the Buffalo Bills would be the best spot for him to sign because he'd have that extra week of preparation, but still his debut would be in the divisional playoff round. Really? Really? I mean, last year you saw the first game that he he played again. You know, for the for the Rams, that was that Thursday night game. I believe it was a Thursday night game in San Francisco. Remember that where Stafford went up top, kind of forced mm-hmm. it in there, interception. It took about two three weeks right. for Odell to really get started, and then by the time the Super Bowl hit, that was like a seven eight week ramp up. And if you're the Giants, as Pelicano points out, you know. You're signing him now to what rehab for a five week period that might wind up because he's not out there. You need him. You don't make the playoffs. You're out. You know, I mean that to me is a fascinating development that we just all thought, okay, his knee's good. He's going to decide once he's done with his tour, Two days later, he's going to make a dis- decision. Maybe he does announce it tonight on uh, for. I mean, you want to talk about making yeah, news? That'd be cool. Uh, you know, what's he looking for? Because uh, this now makes sense that this is a two-year venture for him. He wants this year and he wants next year because this year might not materialize. Yeah. He wants to use the desire to maybe I can help you in the playoffs. Look what I did last year in Los Angeles as a cudgel to get that second year right now. To say I can help you for a full season? Yes. Okay. I, didn't, I don't think anybody saw this coming. And Tom, the way he described it was very matter-of-fact. He's like, hey, this is a knee injury that he suffered 10 months ago. So he's kind of on course. And everybody's kind of learning that, hey, the timing may not work out if you need Odell to make the playoffs. And the timing may not work out that his debut could come in the playoffs. That's a risk. I'm not talking about a risk. Yeah. You're suddenly trying to figure out when uh, when when the uh the action is live and winner go home. And you have no timing with the receiver, yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, and suddenly a ball flies, you know, tipped up in the hands of somebody else, and now the whole team's home. You just run them on a the fly, I guess, but I don't know if we're gonna see
1: Odell this year, man.
0: Now it's not amazing in the beginning of the week I'm like okay but some point by the end of this week we're going to find out where he's going. Yeah. I think we do see him this year though. I think we do see him this year. That somebody's just gonna, he's so damn talented and so damn good and such a difference maker. He really is. Two knee injuries in
1: 2 years though man. That's, I got it. That's tough. I hear
0: you. But he is just that damn good. That if he yeah. could take the top of a defense off, he gives you ten, fifteen snaps. Just even ten, fifteen snaps with the defense has got a shade somewhere to his side of the field, because just the threat of him. Yeah. Because bottom line is this: conditioning, this conditioning, that he could run a straight line and put his hand up. <laughs> right. You know That's what why I mean? I said run a fly with him. And just, I mean, <laughs> you know Deshaun what I mean? Jackson did it last yeah. week. Hey, here I am. Yeah. Like if you had to choose. Five guys in the league that you'd want to just run straight line and put a hand up. He's one of them, isn't he? Yeah. Throw it up. Go Eight, deep. Throw it deep, baby. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial here on the show. Uh, you know what I got right here? I have a top five list. Hey. Hold on to your angst about the Red Sox, Chris. We're going to get that. We'll get to you. Keep hanging on to it. I'm trying hard, man. I have a list for here. I have a list here. A top. Five, I've got a top five list. About what, Rich? Um, I just. Yeah. What is it? I mean, we got what I mean, kind of music? It, I got to know what kind I, of music. It's NFL films. Music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, Del I, needs to be prepared. I'm just sitting got, around. I'm, I'm sitting around as we're now in rubber meets the road time. We we know who everybody is. You know who you are. You are what you are. However you want to use those phrases in the NFL. But I, I've been just sitting here thinking about, I've watched enough football this year that there are five teams that when you watch them, there always seems to be something missing. That they could be better than they already are, or they're not as good as they should be. And I've got those five teams. Number five on that in this list, top five teams where there always seem to be something missing. And they're number five on this list, opposed to any higher, because of their record. Uh, you know it's amazing that I'm putting a current division leader on this list at eight and four but you look at the Baltimore Ravens and there always seems to be something missing there always seems to be that gear like the Ravens fans will know and and I may be a bit off obviously beating the Bengals is their that's that's the that's a win I mean the beating the Bengals and the bills for them this year have been tremendous wins. Actually, they they, they lost to the Miami Dolphins. Pardon me. The Ravens lost the Miami Dolphins. Um, You know, their their ability to win football games against tough opponents have really been impressive. Okay? Um, But for me, taking a look at this team, I guess the first three quarters against Miami is what I think they can really look like offensively. And they just can't do it consistently. you see what I'm picking up? I do, and a
1: lot of it is health. And I think a lot of it, too, is when we talk about the Ravens, they they just don't have that receiver. They have a pass catcher. Mark Andrews, like, one of the top tight ends when you're just looking at fantasy perspective. They don't really have the receiver in fantasy that you want. He doesn't have that guy, TJ, that goes in the top few rounds. They don't ever have the guy that in your auction league you're spending – $30 $30 on they just they never have that guy we talk
0: about it all the time and, I mean, they, they,
1: and it's just it's frustrating I, 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 as a fan I'm just frustrated I can only imagine how Lamar Jackson I mean, feels
0: they're eight and four and again their best win of the year was that 1917 win against Cincinnati I mean 19 they, points they came close against Buffalo and they they as you know were up on Miami in that first three quarters of their game was, that was spectacular. That's what uh, it I seems know. Like that's what ago. you're looking to see. And everything else has been feeling like pulling teeth. Yeah. That loss to the Giants, they lost their teeth. You know, obviously the loss to Jacksonville. It's just there always seems to be something missing. And um, that's why I thought maybe Odell could be that guy. But who's the one who said recently that wide receivers just don't go to Baltimore? That was RG3 said that. Recently, that's not wrong. Uh, number four on this list, another division leader, but we we all know it. Every time the Buccaneers play, there's something missing. I don't know <laughs> what it is, man.
1: This year,
0: yeah. There's Brady. There's Fournette. There's Evans. There's Godwin. I think the one that what's missing, you know, is Gronk. That's the guy. Not only helped the run game immeasurably, but that's Tom's guy from from the red zone in. That's it. And um, maybe Rashad White can put some games together right now. You're seeing it from the rookie. He did grab that touchdown pass to win it, but the way that they've won their last two home games in America, the the game that they it, it, they can't, it's not sustainable. The game they put together in Munich. Now that's the team where nothing was missing. It was all there. A hundred yard rusher. Devin White running all over the field. Brady making his throws. It was one bad interception that kept the Seahawks alive in that game, though. There just seems something missing.
1: You know what it is, too, team. Rich? It's like something's up with Mike Evans. In the Since week four, no touchdowns, one 100-yard game. Just Something just seems off with him, whether it's injury, yeah. whether maybe it's age finally catching up with him. He's been a great player for a long time. That element in their offense is also missing. And it's just, like you said, just something off.
0: Number three on this list, top five teams of this always seems to be something missing. Uh, I, we're going to get more and more obvious as we get to the top, but number three of the Denver Broncos. I mean, you watch them, and it is, defensively, I don't think anything's missing. They're there. They've got a team that's been putting up enough of an effort and certainly successfully keeping you out of the end zone, keeping the games alive while we watch the offense struggle. You know, it's it's terrible. It's it's the paint drying. It's watching a a guy in a Hall of Fame career trajectory at quarterback regress week in, week out. Watching the ball from his arms sail out of bounds or back, bounce in front of somebody or drop past the running game. The running game has been Terrible this year. I mean, I don't know what is missing on offense. It is. I think what is missing on offense is just let. I know the whole phrase "let Russ, Russ Cook" has been so overused, but maybe you just say Russ, start. There's your one option. When he's not there, then you you take it from here. You go. Yeah. I mean. I know that sounds stupid and some overly simplistic, but when he steps up in the pocket and he's running around, he's looking down the field, and he's throwing, they're, they're better. Go fast and let him just go by the seat of his pants.
1: Yeah, losing Tim Patrick in the preseason didn't help. He was a great receiver at the end of last year, and then obviously you lose someone as talented as Javante Williams. It's just It's going to be a struggle.
0: Number two on this list. It's happening again, folks. It's happening again. When you watch the Arizona Cardinals play football, something is missing, and I don't. I, I I fear it's chemistry, and a relationship, a rock solid relationship between the two guys on the screen right there. That's a good photo. Kingsbury, <laughs> and K1. The guys I, going in opposite he, directions. <laughs> Patrick Peterson has his two cents on what's missing. You know, less of an eye in, in Kyler, even though it's spelled with a y but you're 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 i i don't know man we got buda baker on tomorrow's show he is one of those warriors one of those dynamite warriors and jj watt i mean they have hearts of lions on that team in that locker room but on offense obviously what was missing the first six weeks being deandre hopkins but it just in offense where Kyler doesn't just run around and make first downs and then occasionally make a nice throw or something is missing something is off I don't I can't put my finger on it number one on this list (laughs) are the Los Angeles Chargers you look at this team and you're like what is missing this is a can't miss quarterback prospect this team should not be 6-6 six and six entering this week in week 14. They should not be on the edge of their seat with their season on the line. Herbert versus Tua the last several years. That question was asked and answered. Herbert, it's a million percent Herbert. And Tua is walking in the door with a team with a better record a better coach quarterback dynamic although Brandon Staley is not the one calling the plays in the same way that McDaniel is but I don't know what the hell's missing wins are missing big plays are missing big play moments are missing too much defensive players out defensive players missing tackles Kicks. At least they got Dicker the kicker, Dicker right? The kicker, I mean, I... I, 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 <laughs> I, Automatic. Once again, we are entering the stretch run of a football season saying, what's happened to the Chargers? Why aren't they better than their record shows? This is a team that we all... So many people thought this was the team that was going to beat and depose the Chiefs. Oh, man. How many people in Come the preseason
1: are, like Chargers, sneaky AFC West pick, Herbert, Herbert MVP, MVP, like over and over again
0: And you look at their schedule the rest of the way after this home date here come the titans with their heart pills and buckling up and you gotta bow up and beat them you tell me you think they're gonna go in indianapolis and beat the colts i mean mean, it could be anything you think they they should, right i mean come on that's the monday nighter of christmas weekend home for the rams at the denver broncos and it's not even Brandon Staley
1: like doing all kinds of wacky fourth downs this year. And I love, I love the guy. It's just a bad bounce here, a, a hamstring there. Like Keenan Allen is finally back. Something. Mike
0: Williams is, is out. Like, always missing. Something. Yeah, always. It, where they're they're never at full they're strength. Never at
1: full strength. And then Austin Eckler will weirdly fumble, and you're like, but the guy never fumbles. What are you doing?
0: They're number one. They have to be. They have to be. It's my top five teams where there's always seems to be something missing right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, we got a new segment when we come back. Yes. Well, I mean, have we done it before? We haven't. Well, we've done it before. We haven't had. Yeah, we've we've danced around it,
1: but never to the levels that.
0: I know this is going to rock the entire world (laughs) when we come back. I wouldn't miss it if I were you. It's popcorn. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Could be a total disaster, but we're going to give it a whirl. There's one way to find out, Rich. Right next on the Rich Eisen Show, the Roku channel and more. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets One of my favorite coaching cliches. One of my favorite coaching cliches is, uh, "Hey, I'm not answering your hypothetical question. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball, Coach. When's this guy going to come?" Hey, ask, uh, ask um, Kyle Shanahan. Hey, Coach uh, Jimmy G, what's going to happen right. with Jimmy G? Yeah, oh, I don't course. have a crystal ball. He 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 won't. But he that's a bad example because the one time. He he answered a hypothetical his his answer to the whole question was hey, we might not we might all be dead by Sunday right remember that, <laughs> yeah. remember that? Yeah. it's like coach that's the one time we wouldn't mind it's you using sad, the cliche man. yeah you're an asteroid can hit us. but uh, so uh, the rich Eisen show now however once if we ever hear a coach say this that's a problem they should just reach out to us because we now have a crystal ball look at this baby. Look at this thing. That's amazing. I mean, we busted the budget for this thing. I have an actual crystal ball right here. You busted the for budget. For a new segment called Crystal Ball-It. Hit it. You know, I tell you, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no idea. Very good. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, crystal Ball-It. It's called Crystal Ball-It. I have a crystal ball right here. Uh, Chris Brockman, you have, sir, uh, some scenarios that Yeah. Would- Cause a head coach or a prognosticator or a, an opinionator to say, I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, I, well, I can't use that excuse. Situations. I, I now have a crystal a three ball. Three here. What do you got okay, over there, Okay, here Chris? we go. So
1: the first one. We were live on the air back in March when Russell Wilson was traded from Seattle yes. to Denver. Now, what if, look into that crystal ball, Rich, yes. and, and prognosticate. What if they didn't do that? Mm-hmm. The Broncos did not do that, and instead, kept their ninth overall pick yes. in the 2022 draft and had taken
0: TJ's boy Kenny Pickett. I would say if, Kenny, if Kenny Pickett was so you're asking me how many wins how many wins would Denver have if they drafted Pickett instead of trading for Russ?
1: Yeah, how different would this season have gone? They're okay. currently three and nine. Um, and we see how Pickett's been
0: balling okay. for Pittsburgh. Here we go. Um, I, I have the crystal ball. Let me, let me look into it. And I'm looking at it, and I see, I see a seat that is less hot. (laughs) I see a head coach that's just been hired from the world of Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett. I see him now having more of a road in Denver. I see him now being attached at the hip of this young quarterback. And I see a lot more happy faces i see a young quarterback who started in week one i see a schedule where they didn't start in seattle and i see nathaniel hackett as the head coach of the denver broncos in 2023 to see how much better kenny pickett can be at the job i see a much better denver broncos team and i would say they would have more wins right now than their three i also would have won my bet with tj you would have. Well, <laughs> well, he would have been a top 10 pick, right? Yeah. He okay, been, very good. good. Hey, I, I would have paid that off, by I the way. How not. Many, By the way, how many Broncos fans would take that ticket right now?
1: Oh, my God. All of them? All of them?
0: All of them? I, I got to think all of them. Okay. What else I you got over there? All of them.
1: All right. This trade didn't happen while we were on the air. Shortly thereafter, though, another blockbuster. Devontae Adams goes from Green Bay. To Las Vegas. Yes. To the Raiders. Right. How different would the Packers season look if they didn't trade Devontae Adams? Well, first things first, March. I can look
0: in the crystal ball and I can I can look into the pass with the crystal ball as well. Oh. Week one, that throw to Christian Watson gets caught.
1: Uh, for a touchdown. Yes.
0: <laughs> and the entire season is different. <laughs> Just based on that one pass. That one pass. <laughs> Adams catches that one. And it's a, it's a totally different season. Totally different season in Green Bay. I would say that, how about this? Devontae Adams stays there. I think the, the, the uh, Green Bay Packers would have a shot at the division if not only lead it right now. Their record would be the exact opposite if Devontae Adams was there right now. Whoa. So I'm looking into the crystal ball, and I see a team that is eight and 8-5, not 5-8, and eight. that I see. For sure. That's my crystal ball analysis right there. All right, last one, last one. Okay. Let's
1: go all the way back to the 2020 NFL draft. Yes. Different times. Wow. We we're, were in Roger's basement. Yes. There was a lot going on, a lot of quarter zips, and this was the hot debate mm. in South Florida. The Tank yes. for 2 thing was on for years, but yes. they had a chance to take Justin Herbert yes. at number five. Look into that crystal ball, Rich, and tell us how each – the Dolphins and the Chargers would look if the Miami had taken Herbert at number five oh my instead of Tua, gosh. and then Tua goes number six to Los Angeles. They play each other Sunday night. Oh
0: my goodness gracious.
1: <sighs> Is Brian Flores still if the Brian, head coach?
0: No. Do they tamper with Tom Brady? I They, they definitely don't. They, they definitely have their draft. I'm looking into the crystal ball, and I see a less forfeited draft choice in 2023. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they are choosing. Um, man, I, 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 I don't, I don't even know if they. Yeah, I, I still, I still see both co- coaches still where they are, but it, Flores would have been gone by then too. Is Mike McDaniel in Chan, San I don't, I don't think Chan gets Mike McDaniel. Well, Mike McDaniel is the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I see that in my, oh, I see that in my crystal ball right here. Yeah i see I see a, a charger team that probably, in all honesty, looking at my crystal ball, I see a charger team that would have given up on TuA already, and I see Brian Flores still the head coach in Miami with a way different offensive coordinator and and that's the way I see it. Don't you think TuA would never have gotten the the do you think Tua would have gotten the new offensive coordinator he would have gotten the new guy? I don't know, just think
1: about it, because they had just moved to LA, they're opening the new stadium, they're they're co-there with the Rams, and they're trying to keep up with the Rams and make this big move for Matthew Stafford, and Tua's in there struggling, you're right, maybe he would have been benched already, I don't know, but would Herbert even have gotten a chance, would the same thing have happened, because... Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. was there. But Herbert and... would
0: have gotten the chance. Herbert would have a million, a million percent gotten the chance. But Herbert only got the chance because, because of, of the needle. needle. The doctor screwed up. and Herbert would have absolutely gotten the chance there.
1: So no magic in Miami. Correct. And...
0: I think he would have I absolutely mean, gotten the chance there. I think that's
1: there. just a crazy what if,
0: if, if those two picks had been swapped. Could you imagine? That would be a great conversation to have on Sunday Night Football this weekend. Yeah. And I have a crystal ball, and the way I see it is uh, Brian Flores would still be the coach there with a new with a new coordinator. There wouldn't have been any uh, requests for tanking, because they would have seen what they gotten in Herbert. Right. They would have a draft choice next year. We wouldn't have gone for Brady. They would have seen what they had in Herbert, and he would be that guy there. He's that guy oh, wow. anywhere. And I don't know if Tua would have gotten the. Sh- so either, either my crystal ball. I need to. I need to. What tap it on the side? Is that what, I've never had one before. I'm not sure. I would. Balls. I, I would say. What's more likely than that, is that Tua would have not gotten the, the long leash here. He would have. He would have. Succeeded with Anthony Lynn as the head coach there. I don't know. I think he'd have been gone. That's what I mean. Mike I don't McDaniel know. could be here instead of Brandon Staley. That's what my crystal ball says. There they go. So now I have one, but it's t- it's tough to move around. I can't move it.
1: I, I think you should just kind of slide it off. Okay, to the very side good. There crystal
0: ball it, baby. Crystal ball it. I'll have it right here on the Rich Eisen show. Let's go over the phone lines right here. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Sam in Iowa. Let's take uh, let's take his hey. call. What's up, Sam? Hey, buddy. I got a good uh, good crystal ball ah. uh, dilemma for you. What do you got? I'll look into it. So. So, uh, I'm a Chiefs fan, and uh, they win Super Bowl uh, 54, and the next year they have a 30-second pick in the draft and only needed, supposedly, a running back. And as you know, they took Clyde was hilarious. I would like you to look into your crystal ball. And do I see Obviously, Jonathan Taylor? Uh, do I see Jonathan Taylor? Th- uh, yeah, the obvious choice would be Jonathan Taylor. But also, what would they – if they took DeAndre Swift, D.K. Dobbins, or even Cam Akers, Hmm. who are all in that draft. Uh, I'm looking in the crystal ball, and I say it wouldn't have mattered for any of them because Randy Reed doesn't really like to run the football as much. No, but I think Jonathan <laughs> would, Taylor being there would, would be— what if they had one of those guys. Uh, if they had Jonathan Taylor, could you imagine? Yeah. Thanks for the call, Sam. Well, that's a good one. What if they had that's chosen Jonathan Taylor with that pick?
1: Ooh.
0: The Colts would have uh, been choosing number one— <laughs> Number one overall last year. you imagine if they didn't have Jonathan Taylor last year in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz? They'd have gotten, they'd have, they'd have gotten rid of Carson Wentz in the middle of the season.
1: Also just thinking about their Naeem offense. Naeem Hines
0: was their number one running back. Thinking there about in, the Chiefs offense.
1: Tone. Like, does Tyreek maybe request a trade a little earlier because the offense becomes a little more run heavy uh, I think in 2020?
0: I think that's a criticism of Andy Reid that I think is overblown. He just, he, you're not going to have a guy who's 25, 30 carries there. When you've got Patrick Mahomes. It's just that simple. You yeah. don't need to. You don't want to. No. Nope. Your difference maker, you're you're you well, Sean McCoy
1: a pretty good ball carrier.
0: Right. 844-204-Rich, number to dial here on the Rich Opson Show. When we come back here on the program, guess what? Um, uh, you're gonna have your say, Chris. The Boston Red Sox lost their shortstop and anchor right up the middle of the field. I'm ready to the San Diego Padres. How about them apples? That's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen show. Hey folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself, you know, the deal,
1: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
0: Well, Chris. Hey, Rich. The hot stove got really hot yesterday. What's up, man? And um, you know, Xander Bogarts, your shortstop. Love him. Your all-star shortstop, right there in the middle of the lineup. Two-time champ. He is. uh, He was a free agent. No longer. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And um, he got a new deal. To go to the San Diego Padres. 11 years, $280 million contract. So, there's that. Yeah. I have a
1: lot of thoughts. I have have a lot of thoughts. First off, when a deal, when he wasn't extended in the offseason or any point during the season, I assumed that he was not coming back. I just assumed. Like, when you let uh you know one of the best players in all of baseball just walk i mean they traded mookie betts a few years ago but when you don't bring that dude back the the writing's kind of on the wall for your young superstars like xander and Raphael devers so i i kind of expected him not to not to be back i mean i was hopeful also you know in the same in the same breath signing a 30 year old player to an 11 year contract is is irresponsible and so i can kind of get behind You know, Heim Bloom and and Red Sox management being like, we're not going to give you an 11-year deal. Now, if it was just about money, you know, his average per year isn't as crazy as Aaron Judge or some of these other guys, but 280 million dollars is still a lot uh, for a shortstop, especially one that's older than Trey Turner, who got 300 million dollars. So I get all of that, but if they're in the ballpark of the 30-year, you know, 30-year average of like seven for 210, then that's a little bit more reasonable, but when you, as a player, when you can get 70 more million dollars from somewhere else, I totally understand. Four
0: more years too, and
1: understand taking that. I totally understand that from Xander's perspective. It's just really disappointing as a fan when you see this ownership group who also owns Liverpool, and they just forked over 900 million dollars for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like whoop-de-do. Like, do you or do you not care about your fan base? of the thing that you claim to care about the most, which is the Boston Red Sox. And clearly what they have told fans and what they've illustrated the fans over the last few years, beginning with the Mookie Betts deal, is they do not. They do not care about the fans. And so it's going to come to a point that the fans have to make a decision. Look, if Rafi Devers is, is not re-signed, I'm going to really think hard about not being a Red Sox fan anymore. because No, it's you just, won't. Come on now. Rich, I am not kidding. Baseball's been losing me the last few years, and this is just putting me one step closer towards taking that jump. And if Devers doesn't come back, it's going to be really tough to support anything this ownership group does. And so I'm, it's basically going to come to a point where I'm not going to really be a fan anymore until this group does not own the team.
0: Well, Devers is signed through next year.
1: Yeah, well, the now's the time to get an extension done. And if they don't do it, I'm out. It's over. I'm done. Really? And I make zero apologies for that. Why continue to support something that doesn't respect you as being a fan of their team? Why? Why still do it? Well, I, well, and the thing is, maybe they want to, but
0: maybe, how about this one? And I, trust me, I'm not trolling you, okay? They, they hired somebody who has built a team like the Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe that's the yeah? type of team that... How many championships have the Rays won? I got you. I really
1: missed all those great parades down Main Street in Tampa. The Sox have won four times in the last 20 years. That's more than any other team in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. Okay, And they've done it by building the homegrown guys and paying the homegrown guys. We've seen guys like – I know they got Manny Ramirez in free agency, but Ortiz was a guy that they brought up. Okay, They traded for him when he was a nobody, and he became the face of Major League Baseball through all these championships. And they're just continually disrespecting the fans – By doing this and get rid of guys for nothing. We didn't even get a bag of balls for Sarzana Bogarts like we got for Mookie Betts. All due respect to Alex Verdugo, who's a very fine young player. He's not a franchise player. These guys are. Betts, Devers, Bogarts. And just going to let them all walk? Why should I support that as a fan? You know, at least mad respect to the Yankees and what they do. They will do whatever it takes to keep their guys. They overpaid for Judge. The last four years of that contract is going to be awful. But at least he's there. He's going to be the captain. Right. It's exciting and invigorating and inspiring for the fans that the their ownership group will do whatever it takes to keep these guys. The Red Sox organization and the management does not do that. Ever. And it's, it's time to, like, just stand up and be like, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I can't support you if you're going to continually do this. So... I'm so, not. I'm not so all the way out. Devers, but if Devers
0: is gone. I am out. Devers would break you. It seems like you've been 1, broken. One thousand percent. It seems like him. 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 TJ um, praising the Yankees for doing what they did and saying that he's out on the. Uh, I'm just. I'm concerned that the Bogarts thing is breaking you. Is I, this, that, that clear? What is, we're look, listening to right now.
1: This yeah. is a. This is a small market move. We're not the A's. We're not the Rays. We're not the Twins. We're not these teams that have no money and 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 our ownerships are are broke, are cash starved. Yeah, we're the friggin' Red Sox, okay? Like, yeah, the Yankees became the evil empire. We're just as evil because we spend just as much. We're on par with the Cubs and the Yankees and the Dodgers. And guess what? We've won more than all of those teams in the last 20 years.
0: Do you know the team with so, the highest payroll right now? So what right are now? we doing? Do you know the team with the highest payroll right now is. It's probably the Phillies. His team. The Mets? Yep. Exactly. All of those teams are spending my, my money got to cream, win. baby. Number two. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on spending a minute. Spending
1: money to win, and Number. what is Boston doing? We're buying the Pittsburgh
0: Penguins. By the way, like, why do you say, why do you poo? I understand you're hot, but, like, poo-pooing buying the Penguins, who are one of the premier franchises in Yeah, but that doesn't in, help. NHL. You're buying
1: the Penguins, and you're like, we don't have enough money to pay Xander Bogarts. I, By the way, like,
0: BS. Right, right now, what the are you Re- talking about? Right now, the Red Sox again. You're, you're you taking. You bought
1: Liverpool for two billion, and now you're trying to sell them for seven.
0: You're, you're taking. You don't have any money to
1: pay these guys.
0: You're taking uh, uh, several people, obviously, off of the 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 uh, payroll. But right now, the Red Sox have the eighteenth highest payroll oh, in Major League Baseball. That's unbelievable. Just nine million fewer than the Seattle Mariners. What are we doing? Thirteen million fewer than the Detroit Tigers. Wow. Brockman, you know what, though? Who do we think we are? I like your fire. I like your intensity. If you're going to leave Red Sox, I welcome you to come to us. He's not I'm absolutely that. not doing just, that. I'll be
1: a Padres fan.
0: And Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them for a second. The San Diego Padres. I mean, they're not, you know, our, that your father's Padres or even our Padres. Like, I, 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 I just, you know, kudos to the ownership group there. 1000%. Okay, Peter Seidler is the uh the man who runs the show there. Never heard of him. Exactly. Uh, well, like, let me tell him. you it's about him. He matter. is the grandson of Walter O'Malley oh, and wow. the nephew oh. of Peter O'Malley. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and he, you know, he's um know that he's part of a uh, you know, a hedge fund. And he's apparently made of money. Business is booming. And I I have so so now What the Padres have done is they have a 10-year contract with Manny Machado that runs through 2028. He'll be 35 years old when that runs out. They have a 14-year contract with Fernando Tatis Jr. for $340 million that runs through 2034. He will also be 35 years old when that runs. They now have an 11-year contract for $289 million to Xander Bogarts that runs through 2033. He'll be 40 years old when that runs out. That is, you could put it all together, almost $1 billion in salary to three players. And one must think, there's no way on this green earth they will ever let Juan Soto out of their midst as well.
1: I mean, his contract's And like they $4. don't have to do
0: anything right now, right? Like, so yeah, there's still a couple could, of years left. You could take a look at how you can move this money here and there from one year to the next. But at some point, I think the Soto contract will dwarf Tatis's, right? Certainly when Judge oh, yeah. goes up to 360, mm-hmm. and Soto will be signing this contract in his mid-20s. Yeah, he's
1: way younger. So Ooh. they're
0: going to do that, too. And... Yeah, so Padres 24. fans must be looking God. around oh. and just saying, "What the hell is happening around here?" Because this is back in the day, you know, when they when they went to the World Series in the late '90s, when it was Gwynn I mean, and you know Mark Langston, and you know, obviously. But but I'm I'm just naming obviously Gwynn and Langston are different ends of the spectrum here. But that was a team that. Going against the Yankees, it was David versus Goliath. You know, like the Steinbrenner Yankees against the San- the little San Diego Padres, this little engine that can. But Peter Seidler taking a pay like he 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 doesn't need to be told how the Dodgers operate for many different reasons. If you're in the Dodgers division, you gotta basically say, I see your money, your Goldman Sachs or whatever, and I raise you my hedge fund. And, you know, they went after Trey Turner and Judge. And they're they're in on everybody. So everybody thinks it's just big market here, big market there. But the Padres are raising their hand and saying, we are players here. And this is the latest shot across the bow. I mean, because Machado was a guy, as you know, that the Orioles were done with. And he went up here to Los Angeles and they signed him in free agency. And Tatis is a homegrown guy. This is a guy that they have now taken from the heart and soul of a team in the same way that Dodgers did in acquiring Mookie Betts. And I think that they, they, yeah. are, they are 1 million percent showing that they know what it takes and they're putting it out there. So is his guy. Well, his guy, I, I would so rather, his guy, guy, your guy, I mean, your your guy is spending, <laughs> look, Alonzo is it, look, Alonso's the future, yeah, and I gonna, think, you know, obviously, you know, um, Lindor is generationally talented, Absolutely. and you got him at the right time, you know, when he's entering his, his blossoming years, right? But the two guys at the top of the rotation, I mean, it, it's like cocoon. <laughs> Seriously. You know, where City Field is like this beautiful, um, you know, pool house, and oh, you're, you know you're jumping yeah. in the pool, and you're hoping that Scherzer and, and Verlander can continue to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking at the Padres; they got some young on oh, the left side of the stallions. field. Stallions. Where Tatis Where is is Tatis going to go to the outfield? Is that what's yeah? Gonna happen? So I think he's going to move to right,
1: and then Soto's going to so, go to yeah. left.
0: Yeah, I mean, out oh of here. Oh my yeah. god. And the Rangers are basically saying we'll spend money too. I mean, the Rangers and Padres never used to sit here. And I mean the Rangers, I guess, back in the day when they went and got A-rod and paid him all that money. The Rockies are eighth on the list. Here are your top ten. The Phillies are ten currently in terms of payroll. Astros ninth. Rockies eighth. Padres seventh. Rangers sixth. Dodgers fifth. Angels are fourth they got to be looking around I mean Yankees are second Mets are first and uh the Boston Red Sox sitting down there currently at 18th the Diamondbacks talk about a a a a step down right now that the Red Sox are 18th with 80 million in payroll that's going to go up you know they're going to spend it it won't be somebody like Bogarts though um and then after that, the team right behind them is the Diamondbacks at $58 million. <laughs> the Washington Nationals are 20th at 53. The Orioles currently have a $12 million payroll. 12? Yeah, that's what it says here. <laughs> what? By the way, <laughs> what? they had all those young kids, and they, they almost made the playoffs last year. Oh, my gosh. That's the whole thing with baseball. You know, at least in, in major league in, and in, in football, all these teams that there's a floor, they all got to spend this money. Yeah. I mean, Look, I, I can see people calling in, calling me a baby, and
1: I, I don't feel bad for me. Call me spoiled, whatever. I'm sorry that you root for a bunch of losers who are just happy to make the playoffs. Careful, like, careful. Like careful. Boston is it's title or nothing. Like, and so, yeah, I'm allowed to be angry when your are a homegrown guy. The team just refuses to pay
0: for it. I don't, I don't blame you for being angry. Like I don't blame you for oh, feeling we this we would have gone way. crazy oh, if we didn't if, get judged? If we lost judge Go to yeah, the please. San Diego Padres, be I'd be lost. like, get we'd, out of here. Still be, yeah. oh, I, I'd still be livid. Yeah. I'd have an arm so, band. I, yeah. an arm so band. I don't blame you. Yeah. So, I, I still would have had Alonzo on my team. Happy to so have fans call in and tell us that we're wrong, though, and we'll handle it. I'm not wrong. Terrence Dwinner will be joining us. Yeah, I think Brockman wants to take ownership of the Red Sox and put them in long-term parking. Yeah, I'll sell the boat.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.